Okay, yeah, it has been a minute, but welcome into another episode of the Negative War Positive Vibes podcast. It's been a little slow this offseason so far. We expect that things will pick up, but it hasn't been completely dead. And one of the things that we've certainly kept an eye on here lately are the St. Louis Cardinals and the adjustments that they have made to their rotation. A year ago, Spilly, it was historically bad. I didn't realize it was this bad until I kind of started digging in a little bit Mm. deeper for the starters last year in St. Louis. Uh, That ERA that was just over five for them as a group was the highest ERA that they have had as a starting group since 1906 outside of 1994, which, of course, was a shortened season because of the strike. So of any full season since the St. Louis Cardinals have been playing baseball that I can track at least back to 1906, their starters put up the worst ERA that they have ever put up at 5.08. And so they now have decided to address that. And you didn't even pitch for them. Now, you believe that? I mean, we could have got a little higher. If you wanted five and a half, I was your guy, especially the shape I'm in these days. Uh, But it didn't happen. And uh, still brutal for the Cardinals. And listen, you look at the markets, Billy, and if you're feeling a lot of pressure to add to starting pitching, it's kind of a couple of guys at the very top that you're going to spend a ton of cash on. And then there's another group. And it seems for the St. Louis Cardinals, they didn't want to take any chances. They didn't want to wait around. Uh, they have added some innings eaters. They've added some guys that are a little bit older. Uh, but Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson are now part of this rotation to go along with very likely Stephen Matz and Miles Michaelis. Uh, how are we feeling about certainly things should be, I guess, better? The question becomes, are they going to be good enough for the Cardinals to get back to where they expect to be? Okay, so last year, here first off, uh, I have a bunch of Cardinal buddies that were puking. Uh, you know, when, when they heard Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn, they're like, God, what are we doing? You know, you just added because Miles Michaelis led the national league and hits given up. So they're like, you added the home run leader and Lance Lynn, whose wife, by the way, uh, really funny tweet when she, <laughs> when she was talking about, uh, Lance Lynn's off season that he hadn't given up any homers yet. Uh, and then you add Kyle Gibson who led the American league in hits given up and wasn't even really part of the Orioles roster down the stretch. Uh, during the postseason. Also, what stood out is the age. So you you have you have a rotation now. And and look, Sonny Gray, two year de- the three year deal for the runner up in the Cy Young is I think it's that's a it's a shrewd move. But when you think about it, and last season the Cardinals uh, the average age of the Cardinals rotation was just a hair under thirty. This year, now with uh-huh. Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, and Steven Matz, the average age is 34 years old. The average a, age. A mullet above 30. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's here's the other part that, that gets added to it. You still, from the Cardinals' perspective, and a season ago, the, the reason why I think some of the Cardinals' ERA numbers were skewed just like the way I felt the Chicago White Sox numbers for some of the stars like Lucas Giolito, I get their Lance Lynn in there, except the I, I can't defend the homer. I, mm-hmm. I can't defend the home run. But I could tell you, Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, Ronaldo Lopez, the basically the entire White Sox pitching staff suffered from one of the worst defenses in Major League Baseball a year ago. The Chicago White Sox had one of the worst. Another team that had the worst was the St. Louis Cardinals. And what was remarkable about this was the season before, the Cardinals led all of baseball in gold gloves one. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you had Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, you had Nolan got another one, Paul Goldschmidt, you had one in the outfield, uh, Tyler O'Neill, and and then they even won the the team award. And so what happened? What happened to the Cardinals between 2022 and 2023? Well, we know what happened. The non-shift rules really played a, a key in the detriment of the Cardinals defensively. They just weren't as mobile. You had a guy like Nolan Gorman at second base. Uh, Nolan Arnato wasn't quite as mobile at, at third. It kind of highlighted, um, you know, the lack of range from, from Tommy Edmond at, at shortstop. And so, like, basically their entire defense was was taxed. They had the lowest defensive efficiency in baseball behind the Rockies. And what did the Rockies pitching staff and Cardinals pitching staff have in common? They were a pitch to contact team. Mm. And so ultimately what the Cardinals just did in replacing Dakota Hudson and Jack Flaherty and Adam Wainwright was that they got innings eater, but they, they still didn't, they didn't replace it with strikeout totals. Mm-hmm. So the problem I think still exists for the Cardinals, which is this is going to be a pitch to contact staff that's older. Sonny Gray does get about a strikeout per innings pitch, so that's that's good. But it still it doesn't hide the fact that defensively the Cardinals have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, these guys are going to again probably lead the National League in hits given up, homers given up. And yeah, hopefully you get 450 innings out of these three guys, but you're, it's not, it's not a, a massive improvement, CJ. It's, it feels like you're just right kind of back to where you started. And what was the craziest part about this was John Mozalek said it, I'm going to go out and get some, some bulk. I'm going to go out there and get some arms. Yeah, you did it. You did it on a budget. And it was almost as if, you know, like he was given a hundred dollars to spend. And, and we were joking about this on our loadouts active chain. It was like you were given a hundred dollars to spend at Applebee's mm. and you spent every single penny of it. <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, the, the steak at Applebee's and, and the shrimp that you get and your buddy's got the two for 25. It's still not as good of a meal as if you just went to a better steakhouse and he spent the $100 on one good steak, or maybe mm. you split a steak with a friend, and you split a side, and instead of being full with le- with lesser quality food, you should have gone with a higher higher cost for something that you, that you really needed, which in the case of the Cardinals, what they really needed was strikeouts. Yeah, They needed punch out. It's a great point. The strikeout rate of the current group of those five, and obviously some other pitchers will make some starts along the way, but a year ago, uh, just under 21%, the strikeout rate for now, the current five in the rotation projected for the Cardinals. That would rank 23rd this past year in baseball, right? So you're talking about the bottom third. From an ERA standpoint, that group last year, those five guys, if they were to repeat what they did a year ago, 4.44 ERA combined amongst that group, 18th in baseball, right? That's where they would get, it would get them closer to mediocrity and kind of middle of the road ground ball percentage. Uh, in the top dozen or so based on what they did last year at 43%, but also what you're talking about, maybe not necessarily something they want to be particularly high in uh, because of the struggles that they've had with their uh, defense. And so I get it. When you're so far back and you have such a historically bad season from your starting rotation, I get the idea of trying to do some patchwork 
but that's exactly what this feels like. It doesn't feel like it's necessarily going to be something that is going to make a difference. Now, Sonny Gray is a nice ace to have at the very top at 34 sure. years old, no doubt. Miles Michaelis is 35 years old. Kyle Gibson at 36. Lance Lynn at 36. Now, they're one-year deals for the other guys, both with options on the back end. Uh, that pretty much mimic what they're making. In the case of Kyle Gibson, making 12, an option for 12. Lance Lynn making 10, an option for 12. Like, you know, there, it could be a part of your rotation that's not even there uh, next year, right? It's just in the meantime, uh, trying to hold the fort down. And I guess it's trying to get back to respectability because it was so bad, it doesn't feel like a contending rotation. There were a couple of guys at the very top in free agency. Yamamoto, as we know, getting posted. He's the big one. Projected at about nine years and two hundred twenty-five sure. million dollars. Blake Snell, I guess they weren't going to go there. Sonny Gray is a nice alternative because it's a shorter deal and he's three years older, and so it is the shorter deal that you get. The three for seventy-five, you feel pretty good about that. Nola obviously wanted to go back to Philadelphia, uh, so that's part of it as well. And you sit there and you start to look around um, the rotation options that were out there via free agency, uh, and there just really weren't the big ones. And so from that standpoint. I can defend what the Cardinals did. They looked around. They said, we cannot be this bad again. And so what we have to do right now is sit here and figure out a way to at least get back to respectability. And can we slug our way, right? If we're average in the rotation in the National League Central, will that be good enough to keep us in contention in the National League Central? And I would say yes. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made as much as this wasn't the most exciting thing that the fans certainly were expecting to see this offseason. The Brewers feel like they're about to take a step back. That's a 92-win team from a year ago that's probably not going to uh, repeat that. And then the other part is the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I think they'll take a step forward. The Reds maybe. We'll see. They haven't made necessarily really big improvements. But at least from the standpoint and the idea that, you know what, this is a weaker division. we got to get at least middle-of-the-road league average add to the top of the rotation. And that will keep us in contention. I think that absolutely... Uh, is a fair point, and that's one way to defend this, even though maybe for Cardinals fans, they're not nearly as excited as they wanted to be because they were hoping for Blake Snell, uh, which obviously is not going to happen now. Maybe a reunion with Jordan Montgomery. Not going to happen. It seems unlikely. Anyway, uh, he's going to be pushed hard. There's going to be some big dollars for Jordan Montgomery uh, based on what he did, and the Cardinals needed to do more than just add one, and in the sense or even two that they went out and they felt like they needed to add three. So for me, Spilly, yeah, I get it. The frustration is real for some Cardinals fans wanting bigger names, but you have an ace, you have a weaker division. And to some of those teams that may go backwards, I think we'll see the Cubs uh, go forward. And I think they, I don't want to say they put their best foot forward, but maybe the best they could do in the current market situation. I hear you on that one, but I I also, I, I think, like I, I think there's times where you, where you understand the move, and in, the, in this one, it doesn't feel like you're moving the ball forward, right? Like it just feels like a lateral play. I, I think if I was a Cardinals fan, which I'm not, but I have, like I said, I have plenty of friends that 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 are. I think you would have preferred to allow the minor league system to work. You probably would have wanted to see a player like a Yamamoto, right? Like maybe that, see what that does. But ultimately, too, I mean, you're 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 in a you're in a division that, to your point, is like Milwaukee's going backwards. Chicago still feels like they're not quite sure what they are yet. They haven't made the moves yet. You know, they are they going to resign Cody Bellinger? Are they going to land anybody big? So I get it, I get it. But I, I I think regardless, from a Cardinal standpoint, 
if this is going to be kind of like that turnaround, like I want to see Mason win. I want to see Luke and Baker. I want to see some of these young kids that have been in the minor league system that's starting to come up. I think it's time to move on from Tommy Edmond. I think it's time you move on from Tyler O'Neill. I think it's time you move on from Dylan Carlson. I, I think if you're going to do it and do the reset, then reset it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, then do it and, and like be okay with, hey, we've lost one time in 15 years. Like, do the moves that are that are going to move you forward versus a lateral move that's like, hey, you know, we're still competing, but are you? You know, like, because it doesn't really address a bunch of the problems that they have going on. Yeah, I think at this point, and what they're hoping for, a little bit more respectability, because that's all it feels like. It doesn't feel like, again, we're going all in to try to be contenders. Now, even though the payroll is up above where it was last year, they finished around 178. This puts them at 193. I think this is will be a little bit better. We'll get more innings out of our starters. But the only way we win is if the defense improves and we got to go out and slug and score a bunch of runs. Because That's then right. you can do it, right? When you have, and it's not a knock, even being a league average pitcher is a difficult thing to do. So if they can get closer to league average production, which I think quite honestly is the high end here, maybe a little bit better than league average out of your rotation, the only way you end up winning, you make the improvements that you have to defensively, and the offense has got to click. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I get it. Some of the big guns are getting a little bit older, and Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, but uh, that to me is is how I would present it if I'm running uh, the St. Louis Cardinals right now. Make sure the back end of the bullpen is in good shape and really take a look at what you can do offensively. You mentioned Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, maybe some adjustments that have to be made there. Uh, find yourself a piece. I doubt they're getting in on, on Cody Bellinger at this point, but there are some good pieces out there. Uh, you could potentially find yourself a DH if you want um, some of those pieces to bring a little bit more thump into the lineup. And for me at this point, and it's you haven't tied yourself down to any really long-term bad nope. situations with these nope. pitchers, but that's the way you contend uh, this year. It feels like a little bit closer to respectability. This team should be battling um, unless somebody else runs away with it in the NL Central for me. No question. Uh, I mean, but all these moves, CJ, to your to your point, it's not. It's a five hundred team, and maybe slightly better. Okay, yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm still not, I'm not putting them ahead of a, a lot of teams. It's still, you know, even with uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers being what they are, you know, I I have them neck and neck. So mm-hmm. I mean, they were in last place last year, last place in abysmal season. Um, so they're at 500 at, at, at like, to me, it feels like a best case scenario is they're 500. Cause they, they still haven't addressed their problems. We will see, uh, at least they're making some moves, maybe not the most inspiring, but the St. Louis Cardinals trying to get it done, kicking it off with three additions to their rotation. That'll do it for us. Billy and I will be around all winter long and get to you whenever the big news happens. We are waiting on the big news, and it is Japanese-centric this year with Yamamoto oh, yeah. and Shohei Otani, of course, Cody Bellinger in there as well. But uh, we are just getting started this winter. Winter meetings next week. Perhaps that will help pick things up uh, a little bit. But we will be with you every step of the way. As always, thank you for listening to the Negative War Positive Vibes Podcast.